Welcome to the Comics Coffee Metal Podcast, episode 95. Welcome to the Comics Coffee Metal Podcast. I am your host, Adon Cardenas, and today I have a shuffle interview episode for you all. I am so pleased to have returning guest Matt Lisniewski back with us. He has an amazing crowdfunding book out right now called Faceless in the Family. It is kicking all sorts of ass over on Zoop, and I can't wait to chat with him about it. But first and foremost, Matt, thank you for coming back on. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Uh, I, I I really want to talk to you about, you know, Faceless in the Family and, and the... Also, like the 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 way your style has just like developed since we last spoke, I feel like it's just taken on this whole new level of like intensity and like illustrative maturity, and it's just insane. <laughs> it's just really Thanks. insane. Um, but first and foremost, uh, comics, coffee, metal, or whatever. What have you been digging right now? Um. Well, we could we could do a coffee actually. Uh, pretty excited about this new coffee. Uh, Ooh, okay, let's hear it. it I'm, I'm going to surprise you with this one. Guess where you can get it? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Not even. Go lower. Oh boy, Seven Eleven. Uh, not not quite that low. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, between Walmart. Dunkin' Donuts and Seven Eleven, Walmart, what was all places. Walmart. Okay. They have yeah. their own coffee. It's they... called Seven AM. Oh, okay. And it's it's five dollars for a bag, okay? Okay. And it's strong, flavorful black coffee. It's it's the best thing I've found in the past few months. Like it, it blew me away. It's it's better than Starbucks. Okay. Low bar though, low bar. But I'm with you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a standard that's out there that everyone kind of knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm um, just, I'm just being a, a dick to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Starbucks is, it's all right. It's if I'm at a convention or something, it's, it's there. I know what it is. I can grab that. Um, but yeah, this 7 a.m. Go to your local Walmart. Give it a shot. Like I said, it's five bucks. It's the cheapest thing I've found, and it's the quality blows me away. It's that's my go-to now. I'm I, just... I can't say I'm surprised by that. Walmart has, I mean, they're a big enough company to where they can probably. That's probably you know a, a, a decent ro- a, a good roaster who's just getting white labeled by Walmart to sell it super cheap, and they're you know doing that. So I'm not surprised that they would have a good coffee, but. I would never have thought about it, you know, and I've, you know, I, I help out some family members shopping and they like to go to Walmart and I never thought to think to look at the coffee selection there. Cause sometimes they have, sometimes Walmart has some like good deals on good stuff. Like there's these really fancy, like, like bars that my kids and we all like, um, I think nature's bakery or whatever. Um, I mean, I love a good fig Newton, but these are a little more, um, I guess, uh, I don't want to say natural because it's a fig bar. But, okay. you, know, bar it's, you feel a little less guilty about it, I guess. It, it seems like a little less... Uh, dirty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's nice and kind of cakey a little bit. Um, okay. But they have them like super cheap there. Uh, I, I like a good uh, I like a good granola bar. Yeah. 
I feel like yeah, if you like if you like fig newtons, they have like yeah, like the, the out the outer layer of these are more cakey or I guess not cakey, they're like thicker. It's like a thicker and the fillings are still really good. Um it, it it's not like a a one to one like replacement for a fig newton cuz a fig newton is a fig newton to me. Um yeah. but if you want like a different type of sweet treat that you won't feel super guilty oh, about eating. Uh it's called I think it's Nature's Bakery. They right. have um they have an original fig, they have like blueberry, raspberry, apple cinnamon. My wife and my son, uh, my three-year-old son, he's he, they go nuts for the apple cinnamon one. I have to keep um, an eye out for this. Yeah, if yeah, next time you want, just it's, it should be in the granola aisle. But they All have right. like a giant, like a twelve-pack box of them. And you know, if I go to my local Jewel or Albertsons, based on your lo- your your locale, um, the boxes are like eight dollars. I'm like, no, thank you. I usually have to wait till I go to Target where they have it like a few bucks cheaper, which is mm-hmm. another weird thing, like. <laughs> You know, like the the Target that's two stores away from the from the grocery store I go to has the same like fancy yeah. fig bars, whatever, for like three dollars cheaper. And like, yeah, dude, how does that work, guys? <laughs> but anyway, I'm digressing. Seven a.m. coffee. Okay, what kind what kind of roast do you get? Is it just like your standard roast, uh, morning roast, or medium roast? Um, I actually have it right here. Let me grab it. It's it is. Medium dark. Medium dark. Okay. Ooh, that it's sounds pretty good. 100% Arabica coffee. Okay. Wow. Okay. Sam's Choice. Okay. And it's okay. called 7 a.m. It's actually 7 a.m. Saturdays. 7 a.m. Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend. That's that's a pretty good name for a coffee, I'd say. Yeah. 7 a.m. Saturdays. That's a pretty good name. Kind of like a pouch type thing. Uh, okay. not, a, not, not a can. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. All of the like name brand anything you could think of there actually, but yeah. I just saw that and yeah. Um, well, I'm always looking for coffees to try for the show, and I'm actually I actually got a little bit of backlog. I've I've been trying some coffees. I haven't had a chance to to do any uh, reviews on the show because uh, just the the timing of everything. But um, I any, had uh, uh, any recommendations you could throw my way? Oh, any top ones you've tried? Uh, for, uh, for sure. Um, I mean they. they might tend to get a little pricey depending where you are but i recently tried the uh a a new Stumptown blend like their like their basic breakfast blend i tried i tried their um what was it their uh hair razor i think it is Hmm. and then their 100 100 mile blend and those were like two different kinds one was more citrusy one was more kind of like a a deeper uh flavor profile but they're both like medium roasts and those were both really good and uh I just wanted to try like the regular roast because it's on sale <laughs> when I was at the store. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, might as well. I mean, it's still not super cheap. I think it was like, I think on sale it was like ten bucks for a bag. Okay. Um, but you know, coffee is kind of like our our main indulgence when mm-hmm. it comes to things. So we don't buy like expensive uh, liquors or really expensive like fancy uh, foods and all that. We but you know we'll we'll treat ourselves to some good coffee. Uh, but uh. It, it was really good, but one I was like, not necessarily surprised by, but it really kicked my ass was uh, this company called Black and Bold. Okay, it's an African American owned company, and they uh, donate uh, portions of their profits to you know to their to youth groups and things like that. And nice. uh, I've been wanting to try them out. I just haven't, you know, it's just been like a long list of just coffee places to try out. And once again, I was just in the grocery store, and I'm like, oh, they're carrying them now. Cool. And then it was yeah. on sale. 
So I'm like, all right. So I got their like um, smooth with a V, smooth operator, cool. uh, dark roast, and that was I had some kick to it, man. <laughs> I made the mistake of drinking uh, a French press uh, cup of that like at this like at ten o'clock at night, and I was like, whoa, Ooh, that's a mistake. The, 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 well, I'm usually the type of guy I can drink a cup of coffee and go to bed, but now it's really? like, gee, I've never nah. understood that. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, well, I have some other factors happening now where um, uh, I've been taking some medication for some things, and like, if like now if I take if I drink coffee like after ten, it's like a turbo boost. <laughs> so I've, oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm having to readjust <laughs> how oh, okay. I intake my caffeine, um, which is fine. Winter's coming, and I like tea during the winter too. So I. I gotta get back in the habit of making myself a cup of tea at night before I start working, so I'm not super wired. But I still have like a tiny bit of caffeine. But I would yeah. I would definitely recommend them if you like a dark roast. And it's a very, it is super strong. It is. I normally don't like super dark strong dark roast. A black and bold coffee, B L K and bold, B O L D. Uh, smooth operator, S M O O V E operator. Um, I didn't see it at Walmart. I saw it at the the Julasco slash Albertsons by us, but that I'm pretty sure I've also seen them at Target. All right. Um, and if I see it at Walmart, I'll let you know by us. And they also sell online and all that, but it was on sale with like a really good deal at the grocery store. As well, I was like, okay, because usually I think online it's like 15 bucks a bag or something like that, which is pretty standard. 15, 16 bucks a bag is pretty standard for roasters if you order online. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, it's normally it, it, it almost gets to the realm of like, you know, like that real, just like, I guess I want to call it like, like, like dirt <laughs> it's almost like, it's just so dark and like, uh, bitter and like strong. It's like this, like, it's like unpalatable to me, but it, it straddles that line where it's like, yeah. where it's like, it has just enough going on to where I'm like, no, this, this this is good. This is good. It's, but it's definitely something, uh, I got to drink earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I, I'm glad I have another coffee to go check out now and hope, I hope it pans out. Cause I'm sure they have a bunch of different blends and all that. And I'm yeah, I, mean, I should clarify. It's, it's not, it probably doesn't compare to the black and bold. It's not like a super fancy one or anything. It's, it's more, this is that replaced my everyday coffee. Oh no, I'm I'm always for like you know, my everyday coffee is still, you know, rootless, damn fine uh blend. We get like a five pound bag of that every couple of months and it lasts us as we try other coffees too and all that. And but, you know, fancy or not, I just like trying different coffees. It's like cause each one's gonna be a little different, you know, and if I have my usual whatever's different is just different. I've tried some store brands uh, that were recommended to me on the show that were just no, no way, not for me. But luckily I've had family members who are like, Oh, I, I love this. I'm like, here, take the back. <laughs> it's all yours, buddy. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I I've seen, you know, a few of my, uh, my buddies just that, you know, I'm a, I'm sorry, a coffee snob, like a kind of store and I am far from it. I just like trying different things and, you know, I can appreciate other things for what they do. You know, um, if I was a coffee connoisseur or whatever, I, I would probably have much better coffee making equipment <laughs> and I probably would be putting cream or sugar in my coffee 
uh, on, on a regular basis. But uh, I just, yeah, I just like it. And I, I just kind of like comics and metal and stuff. Like, I just like seeing what else is out there because there's so many different things. Everyone can do, you kind of start out with all the same ingredients, but then you come up with something different every time. Yeah. So, like art. yeah, it, it, it is it is an art. And it, it's like, I just like to ch- I just like check it out. So I'm not, I'm not judgmental about it. Um, I even tried I like... I don't want anyone to think that uh, it was like a high... Consider it for an everyday type standard. Okay. So just kind of yeah. But, but for that level and that price, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if if someone's like you know I don't drink coffee much, but when I do, I like a real like intense you know like textured level. Like okay, then yeah, I I can see I can see where you're coming from on that. But I think most people who listen to the show who are coffee drinkers are like we have our everyday. <laughs> yeah. We 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 know where that's coming from. So. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely check back check that out and uh, check back in with you. I think I'm actually I think I'm going. I think I have to go take someone there in a few days. So uh, I'll definitely make sure I keep my eyes open for that. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, edit point. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second you, here. Uh, you're gonna edit this, right? Yeah, I'm gonna edit this part right now. Can you by any chance raise your audio? Yeah, yeah. Because my, uh, I've got mine all the way up, and I'm having a little bit of hard time hearing. Okay. Um, just a just a hair. Let me see. Let me see if I can do it in here. Um, so I don't have to mess with my settings here. It says, oh shit. It says I'm maxed out. Um, let's see here. Um. Is this any better? Say something. Is this volume any better than what was happening before? Yes. Okay. I just had it because it says it's maxed out for the volume. And I just clicked the automatically adjust button in Zoom. And it seems to, if it sounds like it's better, it is. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll boost my input just a little bit. Hopefully that helps out a little bit more too. All right. Um, I just kind of got an older laptop, so it's probably not the best. Uh, and whenever I use headphones, it does—I don't know—it doesn't work. So. Uh, no, no, I get it. I get no problem. Uh, happy to help uh, if I can. And then, all right, so let's pick it back up. Um, <laughs> three, two, one. Well, I think we got uh, something you're digging pretty well covered here. Uh, so let's let's get let's get to the meat of it. Let's talk about Faceless and the Family. Now, when you uh, were gearing up to launch this, I contacted you and I'm like, "Hey, you want to come back on the show?" And thankfully, you said yes. I didn't scare you off last time, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Awesome, awesome." And my schedule didn't really uh, the way it lined up is we'd be dropping this towards the very tail end of the campaign. So honestly, I was a little nervous about like hey okay hopefully it's not like a hey everyone we're so close go check it out go go back it and you know get them over the line you know and doing all that and day one my fears were well squashed i'm sure the relief you had on your shoulders (laughs) was just immediately uh alleviated not that you haven't had other crushing (laughs) stress about the whole situation replace that but you blew through that goal on the first day. Um, and right now, as of recording, which is two weeks before 
uh, end, but this will be dropping one week before the campaign ends. You are well over twice the goal you had in mind. And uh, congratulations. It's an amazing feat, especially with a newer platform like Zoop, who's been around for just like a year. Um, that's that's a huge number, I think. And it's very well deserved. Uh, seeing your progress in the just over a year since we last talked, uh, I was already a huge fan of your, your art and, and your style. And you've definitely shifted quite a bit, I think, in terms of your rendering and things like that. It it but it, it seemed like it came really naturally. But it, now looking back <laughs> at like static versus faceless in the family stuff, I'm like, wow, this looks like I see your DNA in both of them. But there's like such a, I, I kind of said this before, like a, a illustrative maturity that happened to your style. And I don't mean maturity as like a like it was immature before. It just yeah. just feels like you are. Like just th- like the type of people that were like, check out this illustrator, you know, this legendary master illustrator and the, the way they render things and all that. And it really, really just did an amazing, uh, I'm sorry. I just got distracted because Zoop is telling me we're running out of time. <laughs> oh, really? Upgrade now to remove the 40 minute time limit. Um, shit. <laughs> You know what? We'll, do, we'll, we'll I guess we'll run this to the end, and then we'll start a new one. Okay. To get it all together. Yeah. Um. Uh. Look at where was I? Edit point two. <laughs> oh boy. Um. All right. Where was I? No worries. No worries. You were saying uh, that yeah. it. Yeah. So. There is um, a big change. Yeah, I was. So when I say like an illustrative maturity to, I just in in just the way that things are rendered, and it feels very. Like, just it, it it doesn't come across as like a style you really see anymore, or that not that it's indicative of something in the past. It just it feels like there's such a different influence to what's happening to your work right now. I think that's what I'm getting at. I think I come around to it. Just because just because you kind of switched the cross hatching and the texturing with 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 all that, and it's added such you know a crazy amount of this like dynamic lighting to your work that it was, was there like, um, was this like kind of like a, a, a a switch you were going towards that you were consciously trying to go through or you're just like trying things one day and you're like, Hey, I kind of like this. Let me explore this further. Um, well static, it, it was actually released, um, after crimson flower, which, uh, they they were released not in order that I drew them because uh, well, I did static in 2019 uh, most of that year. And then, and then crimson flower came right after. So they wanted to release that one first because it's, it's attached with a more known writer and stuff. So they strategically, they just decided that it was a better move to do that. So a lot of people think that static is more recent, but it's actually not. So there's oh, okay. a bigger um, time difference between what I'm, what, I, uh, what I'm doing in faceless and static. So okay, that's yeah. that. But um, the uh, the change itself, there wasn't really one specific thing that sparked it. It was just kind of a 
I mean, it's, uh, it's not really the best, it's not really, you know, best, the best answer, but uh, it, I don't know, it's just kind of a gradual change. I think maybe it could be during, in between when I'm doing commissions, that, that gives me a chance to uh, experiment. Because okay. uh, once I'm in a comic, I kind of somewhat go on autopilot because um, mm-hmm. the experimenting kind of lowers, but the productivity goes up for me. Whereas with commissions, it's just kind of one-off pieces. So the uh, the productivity of it doesn't matter as much because it's, it's not like there's all these pages I need to do. It's just one thing. So I can take my time trying new things mm-hmm. so maybe in that window of time there was some shift um plus um with static um i was intentionally doing a lot of those tiny panels per page and so it, all the panels are tiny and i don't have room to do uh okay much detail really or or at least not the kind of detail I'm doing now yeah so and I I got a little bit of I don't know if I'd say complaining but some people were kind of upset by that like oh I was hoping I because they like my art they want to see the art but Mm -hmm. I that just wasn't what I was going for at the time so faceless is actually kind of the opposite of that where more than anything it's few panels per page therefore making them bigger and you can really see what I'm doing plus all that time has passed so I've developed more tools I guess I've developed more tricks if if it were <laughs> you know playing guitar I before I could just kind of do like some riffs here and there maybe an easy solo or something I don't know yeah now I've picked up like oh I could do what do they call it? Like that double tap thing or. Yeah. You could do some tapping, a little sweet picking here and there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I picked up some new tricks along the way. So it's, yeah. it's more developed overall. My, yeah. my ability. Yeah. So, that, well, you mentioned like just how like the panels are bigger and more opened up. And that's definitely something I noticed in the preview pages uh, that are on the Zoop campaign that like, it definitely feels like you've opened up the pages more. Now I would, I would, never ever say that static was not ultra detailed <laughs> yeah. i, I kind of understand what people are saying like they wanted to they wanted they wanted the uh the, the big yeah they, they wanted they wanted the big stuff um which yeah. you know you know probably is less of a complaint than more like you know like people uh you know just wanting 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 to, wanting to see what they see from the commissions and the stuff that you do and i, I can understand that yeah um but yeah, and think now that you've mentioned that the, uh, the the time in between and that the Crimson Flower was actually after Static, I see that now. I see the the evolution a lot clearer now with yeah. all that because um, we never talked about the Crimson Flower, but like the stuff you did in there, like it was very almost like was, I don't know if I mentioned this last time we spoke either. Like your style, it, it gives me like a lot of like Walt Simonson vibes. Sometimes, um, not that I would say like, oh, it looks like Walt Simonson. Just like something about 
the way you do things sometimes it gives me that kind of like epicness that he can that he's you know so well known for and yeah. i'll take then, the compliment. i'll take the compliment. It, it is entirely meant as a compliment for sure um and then again you add in that cross hatching for the shading and all that and or just the just the hatching in general not necessarily all cross hatching and it, again it just creates such a such a different look to it like uh like like my buddy Ramon Villalobos, like he started off like a Frank Quietly type of guy, you know, and you know, it, he's he's joked about it long long enough, you know. I think he even uh, has a uh, when Frank when he met Frank Quietly, he even like wrote down on the back of the card Ramon gave him like you know Frank Quietly clone or something like that on the back uh, as a joke. Um, but he's like developed his own thing from that, like the, the, he's like introduced a lot of stippling into yeah. his work, and just seeing like that and being incorporated and you incorporating this like just seeing those types of techniques techniques being incorporated to people who i already thought were amazing artists to begin with uh just take that stuff to the next level has just been super awesome to see it is so just like at a level where it's like yes this is this this is right because as much as i enjoyed your style back then and you know there's been artists i won't name them because i don't want to be a dick about it because it's it's just preference thing like their styles have changed over the years and i'm kind of like ah oh, well i kind of like their older style better mm. um it's awesome when you know it's like yeah sure i loved everything you did before but this is like this is like oh wow like you know i i it's the complete opposite i'm like oh my god where are you gonna go next so yeah that kind of gives me um it kind of gives me two uh it reminds me of two things that i always think about all the time where uh um like an artist's earlier work or they're when they're brand new. Um, we, we always think as artists that we're getting better and better and better, which technically that might be the case. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm picking up new skills or new, new tools, new tricks, but a lot of early, um, you know, early work from artists, there's, there's an innocence to it or there's a charm to it that they don't even know they're giving off. And there's a hunger there that um, down the road is maybe lost a lot of the time. So there's an argument for both sides of it where it's like in the beginning you could be like, Oh, they're not very good. They don't really know what they're doing in quotes. But Mm -hmm. then down the road, um, so yeah, I guess relating that to what you're saying, I'm not that I can control that or want to control that, but it's it's always something in my mind. Like as it's as I'm going forward, so to speak, and I'm I guess getting better, or in my mind, I'm getting better. To some people, I'm probably probably not, um, and I guess. I don't know if there's even a point to this, but it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like, um, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying that, you know, it's as, as artists, you know, whether you're just starting out somewhere in the middle or you've been doing this for, you know, decades, there's always the, you know, you notice when you're doing things better, you notice when you're doing things and I think it was Ira Glass, I'm going to paraphrase this, uh, who said something defective, like, you know, we're always so judgmental of our own stuff because we our tastes change and they grow. So 
we don't really recognize when we're getting better, when we're doing these things. So we're, we're always moving that goalpost in our head because our tastes are getting better. So therefore what we're doing is not hitting that taste yet, <laughs> that level of, uh, yeah, yeah. but, um, as artists though, you know, you can still tell when you're like, Oh, I did, did I'm doing this better. Cause you, you know, you know, even the most, I guess, self-confident artist, <laughs> uh, forward facing self-confident artist knows what they don't do right. They know, they know what does not look right. But the flip side to all of this is not everyone else does. What you're doing wrong is probably what someone might like about what you do. Yeah. Um, it, it gets to the point where like, I, you know, I would not say like, oh, I, I am a perfectionist about my art. It's just that, you know, I, there's points where I dig in so deep into like what's going wrong, what's wrong with what I'm doing or what's not right that when I see art, I do like, I have to actively look for flaws. Not that because I feel like, Oh, haha, you, you didn't do that. Right. I can say like, no, they, they thought that was okay. So it's, you know, like oh, I uh, the, the, the thing that I, that I, I go to most first in my brain is I was looking at Cliff Chang pages one day mm-hmm. and uh, cause a, a buddy had some actual pages and right. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, like Cliff Chang's just amazing. Like, yeah, and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, some of these windows in the background, like some of these lines don't like end perfectly. They kind of cut off weird or whatever. Like, but I'm like, I never would have like, I don't care. Like, it's still an amazing thing yeah. or whatever. But like, if I saw that in my own work, I'd be like, oh God, it looks like such shit. And like, and just beat myself up about it. And it's like, no, here's, here's a fucking master <laughs> at what, at what we do. And this is fine. No yeah. one cares, you know, it, so it's, it's kind of, kind of that thing where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably straying from, from the point quite a bit here, oh, but I, I think you are, I, I think you So I, yeah, I can understand where someone's like, oh, well, I liked his old stuff better. Fine. Fair. You know, um, you know, we can relate that to music. I mean, there's people who Metallica doesn't exist after Master of Puppets. Right. You know, there's, and there's people like me who are like, well, no, I can appreciate all of it. And, yeah. you know, I may have favorites, but you know, again, that's, but that doesn't mean I, I, I dislike everything. Yeah, I'm more of a reasonable person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I am, I am definitely more of an open type of person when it comes to things. Like I just to appreciate about all of it. It doesn't yeah, I, have to be your favorite either. So especially over the past couple of years when I've really done a lot of personal work to myself where I'm like, I'm happiest when I'm just trying to celebrate things. Like yeah. when I'm in a bad mood, like I want to like think about happy, think about things I like and, and also want to look at things and hear about things that my, you know, people I know and I'm friends with or or friendly or whatever with and see what they're enjoying. That's, that's a lot of what this podcast is about. Why I keep asking people what they're enjoying because that makes me happy because I want to hear what, you know, what makes us happy because yeah. we're so often inundated and told and have to discuss the things that make us unhappy. Oh, and yeah. I, you know, comic art makes, makes me happy. Like it, it's whether it's, you know, uh, a young kid who's, I can see is figuring things out uh, or it's, you know, someone who, you know, I've known for years and they're just leveling up after level up after level up. It's just like so fascinating and enjoyable to me. There's no, 
jealousy or ego to it for me. It's just like, I just enjoy it because as a fan, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm like, this yeah. is awesome. I love this. I can, I can do this. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm at a place in my life where it's like, if some 20 year old kid comes and he's blowing us all away, I'm like, that's awesome. I can't wait to see what this guy's doing in five years, 10 years, you know, like, I think a lot of people felt that way about like, you know, Trad Moore. He like burst onto the scene and then like he's doing some crazy ass shit now. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, quite a bit younger than I, and you're just kind of doing the same thing. You came on with this really awesome, unique style and you just keep refining and, and, and changing it up. And, you know, I keep looking at these pages and it's just, it did it suck me in so well. There's there's a way you're rendering um, the female characters. I, I I I'm blanking on the name with the overalls. Her hair, oh. like her long hair. It's like this. You know, it's very stylized, but it seems so real. Like because I could feel like I know what that hair is. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've seen people with that hair. I you know I. It, it it's just it's just so awesome. You know, just seeing how other people interpret things and how that changes over time you know, is so fascinating. Now we've talked a ton about, you know, I've gushed a ton about your art, which, you know, if people are rolling their eyes about how much I gush about your art, tough shit. You're on my podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I guess, I guess, you know, before we get into the, the five random questions, uh, portion of the show, let's, let's let everybody know what is faceless and the family about? Um, well, it's, it kind of goes, each character has their own backstory and it goes sort of in depth, but the general idea and all all that I wanted it to be was a group of misfit characters form a family. Um, that, that's really all it is to, to, uh, keep it simple. Like I just, um, and I know that probably doesn't really sell the book, but, uh, uh, it's, it's my own world. It's, it's set on, um, this planet called the hand planet, um, which you can actually see in, um, the Zoop campaign itself. There, there's an example of it there. Um, and really it's, it's essentially just like a, a journey and a quest. It was, it was going to be not even that it was going to be, um, just essentially a, a wasteland, not a defined place at all. It just, um, and you would see one or two of these characters just kind of wandering aimlessly. Um, and they were going to encounter each other and then they see the house and they kind of become friends or whatever. And then they go in the house and um, then characters come and go and, 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 and it was just going to be that simple. It, all five issues were going to be in that house, but then it developed more and more from there. Um, like each character is looking for one specific thing. Um, like the main, it, but it's centered around the main character faceless who he's looking for a new face. So he wants mm-hmm. to get <laughs> surgery on the face. That's the main journey. And the other characters are looking for something too, but they're kind of, I guess, supporting like supporting actors almost. Um, but it's really the, the first, this first book, it's a five chapter black and white uh, graphic novel. And it kind of just sets up the world and this family 
so to speak. Um, and I kind of think of this as, I mean, going into it, this is the idea, but I, I don't know if, I don't know as of right now what will become of this, but like, ideally I'd, I'd like this to be almost like my Hellboy, where it's okay my set of characters, my world, and I can keep returning to it and telling new stories or even down the road, if it gets popular enough, I can have another artist do a side story. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I can set it aside and then do, you know, a little mini series on the side, completely unrelated. Um, And then I can just keep coming back to this world. Like that's why it's such a big, you know, part of why it is, it, it, it's such a big epic thing with, you've got the main cast of characters and there, there are other uh, characters coming and going, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, this main book is just setting up things, but there is a full story beginning, middle and end too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's really all that it is. It's a pretty simple, well, I mean, it, it goes in depth too, like I said, <laughs> but Overall, if you zoom out, that's really what it is. It's hmm. kind of the classic quest, I guess. No, I, 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 I follow. I totally get you there. Uh, you know, not every, you know, book has to be this huge, you know, uh, event style thing. It could be, like you said, just you know, a, a group of misfits, you know, kind of finding each other, becoming a family. You know, with you know the thrust being kind of a quest type story with faceless and all that. And that's awesome. And the fact that you're like, you know, kind of envisioning this as a BPRD style uh, universe situation, that intrigues me even more because I really love that concept. Nice. I wish I wish more people had success with that kind of thing mm-hmm. in doing because I'm sure lots of people have tr- like had that be like the intent of what something they're doing mm-hmm. um, just because it's so it's like just really fun. Like it not everything has to be this massive, you know, constantly going universe. It can be like, here's a five issue mini, you know, and then you see a couple of the characters from the other book, but it's still in the same, you know, the same setting, the same, the hand planet and then the things like that. And so that, that's really, really cool. Now uh, we mentioned before, like the, you know, you've, you've hit your goal, you've blown past it, um, which is awesome, but it also means, you know, we still got to get this to as many people as possible because, cool. you know, just, just judging by <laughs> what I see alone, I already, I want, I want this to keep happening. I want this, what you just said about coming yeah. back to it and all that. And I want it to be that successful where you can do that and you feel comfortable uh, with the, uh, you know, the, the payoff of it'll be worth doing that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think the, uh, the tiers you have available are super reasonable super awesome like you have it's 136 pages uh and the pdf the digital pdf is 15 bucks i've said before we start recording that's super fair to me you know i think anything over 100 pages 15 bucks is good you know um you know you got a soft cover for 30 bucks that's awesome you know like you you don't get a lot of um you get like 90 page even like 80 page, like trade paperbacks for like 30 bucks now from like big two companies. And it's like, this is 136 pages and a wholly original story. And it's on, it's 11 and a half, uh, eight and a half by 11. So it's a little bit bigger mm-hmm. than all that. 
Um, and then you got a ton of cool, like Andrew McLean variants, a whole bunch of other, uh, just, you know, retailer bundle, just all these other cool features on there. Like definitely if, uh, we're waiting <laughs> until the last minute or, you know, as we all know, when you're, people are going to crowdfunding, you're like, oh, I'm going to get to, it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If you're hearing this now, you are in the last week. You yeah, go do it now. Is. Now is the time, you know, let's, let's get this going. Like I said, you know, as of recording, it's two weeks, but right now, if you're hearing this, it's one week. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't see any reason why the current 331 supporters you have can't be like 500, <laughs> you know, and, and all that. And it's, it is an an amazing looking book. I really love the premise. I really love, you know, I never knew, I never thought as I got older that I would like want stories like this. I thought I would always be into the superhero stuff and all that. And oh yeah, just in the past few years, it's just like, no, this is like, this does, it's, it's just so infinitely more, uh, I don't want to say interesting because that, that, that belittling some of the work people are doing in those companies. Right. It's just, it, it just, it, 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 pings, it pings all the things in my brain that mm-hmm. I really love about comics that I never really thought I did, you know, and yes. just, and, you know, it, well, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, thank you for making these kinds of books. And, you know, this book and the, a lot of the, my friends who make books, you know, with their own unique ideas and things like that, that's just, it's just so, so much more, I guess, uh, energizing to me Yeah. to make my own books and to do all this. So, you know, it, it's definitely feeding into my brain where, you know, and fueling me when I'm having trouble, you know, like getting my, my stuff into gear and things like that and seeing, and seeing books like this and, and other books that my friends make that are like, this is awesome. Okay. I, you know, I got, I got to sap some of this energy <laughs> and, yeah. and redirect it into my own stuff. And, uh, I am always, always down to support that kind of stuff as, as much as I possibly can. Um, so yeah, this is book looks awesome. There's gonna be a link in the show notes where you go to the Zoop campaign. Uh, Zoop has been killing it. I mean, they're a relatively new crowd, uh, funder place. Um, but I think in the past year they've had some really, really solid, campaigns and it seems like the team there's really getting uh a handle on what they do and the kind of books that they put out and it's kind of interesting to see like a crowdfunder kind of be like not necessarily like, like all the books coming out from zoop like fit a theme or anything like that but it, it, it definitely feels like you know there's definitely more of a personal touch to a lot of the stuff i think it's not so much like you fill it out and they put in you know and their team's like okay everything look all the boxes look checked you put it up and, it's, and you and you go it's definitely a more, more homegrown, yeah, a more homegrown kind of like involved process, guided, you know, you, guided, you know, intended to suit the creators, right. and yeah, yeah. For sure. and I I hope they can continue to do that and keep growing and keep expanding their roster and and all that. And this definitely is a a fine example of the of the great work they're doing over there. So sure. uh, please please go check it out and. Uh, Matt, unless you have anything else you'd like to add about the campaign, I think it's time for our five random questions. Um, no, that's uh, let's let's dive in. Let's um, get nervous. All right, uh, no need to be nervous. Um, Matt brought up an excellent point before we start recording. Um, even though none of these questions should make anyone feel uncomfortable to answer, 
um, unless it's just really stupid. <laughs> um, all my guests have a full on ability to like just veto a question and ask for a different one. Okay. This is all about making you guys comfortable and just having some fun. Um, back into a corner and... Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it, I'm not looking for heated debates or anything like that. I just want to have some fun. Um, granted, if you did listen to the Brent Fisher and Michelle Abinator shuffle question episode, they are friends. So we did get into a nice heated debate about hot dogs, but <laughs> that's just the type of stupid debates, uh, that could happen, but yeah, nothing, nothing salacious, nothing crazy. So, um, Both them versus you or them versus each other. Um, I think it was more, more, I think Michelle and I were more in line and Brent was more like, okay, I can see your point of view on it. We, we, we discussed if hot dogs were sandwiches and then types of, it, it was, it was I a whole thing. That type of debate. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the type of stuff that can happen here. So, okay. um, first and foremost, our first shuffle question is all right, least favorite X-Men member. Ooh, interesting. Um, Least favorite. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to give any reasons why if you don't want to. You can just, you know, name some random one-off <laughs> character. Um, so you tend to not pay attention to the ones you don't like. Yeah. Um, and there's so many. There's so many of these random yeah, X-Men characters. Uh, kind of like, yeah, I'm definitely not up to date on all the latest. Oh, n- n- neither am I. The, like the, my answer to this is like from like 2000. Let me, let me just Google a real quick picture. <laughs> if any pop out. All right. um, as, as you're doing that, I'll, 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 I'll share mine. My okay. least favorite X-Men member is Mero. Not for, that, uh, <laughs> that was, that was a character that was introduced in the late nineties. Uh, she can grow, I guess like knives out of her bones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Um, and I think I I know next to nothing about the character. She may have an amazing backstory and has some really great stories. But the reason she's my least favorite it was the first time I realized that they like to bring in new characters to like just beat the shit out of Wolverine to show how tough they are. Mm. And it was so obvious with this one that yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't like you know. Because I could say, like, a character like Maggot, like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I don't get this. Not for me. But there's people who absolutely love that character. And I'm sure there's people who absolutely love Marrow and all that. But for me, just, like, out of all the X-Men characters that are just really lame or weird or dumb, just for that, that one, just for that simple reason of, like, you were the one that I realized they nerf Wolverine to, like, show new characters being tough. You 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 fell on that axe for me for being my least favorite X member. Yeah, it was like created just to fill a space or like. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I would have said Cyclops for the longest time, but I kind of love hating Cyclops. And now that like in the past like decade or so, they've made him into kind of like like a really just like gruff asshole. I've never gotten to Cyclops hate. Uh, they, they've they've I think they've really made him into like no you know like you all want me to like fight for mutants my entire life and now you know this shit's still going on i'm gonna be a dick about all this and mutant first i'm like yeah fuck them psych you go you go cyclops like <laughs> before it's just like oh you're the you're the nerd uh yeah. that's got gene and my favorite character wolverine and doesn't like you so i don't like you but now i'm like as an adult i'm like oh i get it i get it scott he's, he's also good. 
the leader and the leader tends to get a lot of the flack. Yeah, true, true. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see, I'm looking at a list here. I'm just going to pick one out of this list. <laughs> okay. Um, it's only a list of like 20. Uh, there's not really one that stands out that I hate. Um, uh, I guess um, he's definitely not my least favorite, but I always thought Angel was a little bit lame. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I would definitely put him in the lame category for he, me personally. Yeah. He, he's just got wings. Like, yeah. That's it. Really, bro? Wings? Yeah. And and was it um I think towards the, the when when he shed the Archangel stuff and he was back to having the regular wings and they they didn't really do a lot of great stuff with him, I think, after that. And I just never really got it. I feel like they were so they're constantly trying to find how he works outside of Archangel, and I kind of felt like Archangel is how he works. Yeah. You know, but that's that's just me. But no, I get it. I get it. I'm down with that. Off, off, uh, off the cuff answer. So, <laughs> all right. Um, next one, uh, a little more, uh, a little more thoughtful for this one. Uh, what's an experience that you feel directly shaped how you approach your work? I'd say the biggest turning point was right before I, I started drawing the freak. Okay. Uh, and and again, I, I, I really can't. I don't know what sparked it, or what put this in my head, but after however many years of not really getting the attention on my work or getting the response I wanted or not really getting, you know, trying to get things published or, you know, just trying to get things going Mm -hmm. before drawing that something kind of clicked in my head. And I said, you know, not that I said it, it just something switched off in my head and, and it, it just kind of told me, no, this is going to be noticed. It, it's not an if, it's going to be noticed. I, so I drew it with a certain energy that was kind of going back to the earlier thing we were talking about where younger artists or newer artists, they have a more of a hunger that over time can fade for different reasons. But something, there was a fire that was lit and I don't know what sparked it. I think it was just so many denials probably if I, if I look back on it and it, it wasn't one exact thing it just so I I think because my style back then it wasn't it didn't have the textures or anything that I'm doing now it was more basically um, like I was going to leave no stone left unturned that's the best way to describe it like there was I was trying to draw it in a way where an editor or a publisher or anybody could point to anything and go, Oh, well, he didn't, he didn't do this or he got lazy here or it, because you're constantly told these rules or guidelines or, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. And I was trying to check every box, so to speak. Okay. And yeah. So I was just drawing with a certain energy that, that just, snapped and something I don't know it was almost like a I don't know it was just this spark that that happened and I, I can point to it I remember having this it was basically like, like an epiphany okay 
is just the way I was approaching things before. It was almost like I was asking mm-hmm. all this energy. Like I had this, um, I almost had this, uh, yeah, I guess just this energy of like, oh, does anyone want to give me a handout? Does anyone want to pay this any attention? Does anyone want to? Whereas once this shift happened, it's like, no, either you can join me or you're missing out. Like, <laughs> like hey, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's um, I can't say I've had that exact feeling, but I kind of know what you're talking about where it's like, no, uh, yeah, that the feeling that like page turn towards it, it, it's just like a level of like intensity mm-hmm. that you that you have like yeah, perfect, awesome, awesome. Sorry for the snap there because it looks like uh, we have like seven and a half minutes left on the yeah. session. Um, I don't know if you just want to like stop and start a new session to answer the last three, or if you want to see if we can do the last three real quick. Yeah, not- more, maybe. Yeah, let's just do one more then. Oh, okay. One more um, try to do it. Uh, we can do the other two and yeah, and then wrap up. Okay, cool. All right, I'm, I'm gonna snap my fingers again just so I can see on the waveforms where I got to cut. All right. So the next one. Okay, not to keep bringing negative things <laughs> back to this. I do, these are randomly generated, but you know, I I, I got to go by. What's the worst song by your favorite band? Ooh, worst song. Um. Hmm. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a really tough one. Oh, to like, really this. see, I, I try to not think about the negative stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's just you know. And again, I understand the hypocrisy of this. Me just me just in this podcast talking about how I like to talk about what people are enjoying and the favorite things. It's just kind of like a fun, a fun thought thing. It's like well, you know, yeah. Um, I recently started listening to, uh, I went back to, uh, audio slave. Okay. A band I listened to, uh, mm-hmm. back when they were coming out. Um, just the, I think it was the first album. Um, let me look that up and I'll just find the song I like least. In full disclosure, that first audio slave album to me is like one of those albums where like, I can't, skip any of them there's definitely ones i like more than others for sure but there's there's to me it's like no they're i i can't take any of them off <laughs> so, yeah that's why i'm uh so that's why it's kind of like uh it's, it's okay i could i could um i could pick one out um looking at the track list um you know i am looking at one because i'm looking at the track list now too there is one i think i could probably say is at least the least not the least good one on this album. Maybe I'm wondering if you're going to the same one. Bring it back alive. Damn it. <laughs> so did I, that, that, that's the one I had. <laughs> that's the one you had. Yeah. That's the one okay, I had. Man. Like yeah, I that's the one I'm like, you know, I wouldn't skip it. I'm not going to p- press skip if it comes on, right. but I'm probably not going to be like super, like if it like, the CD skipped or I accidentally hit forward or something. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I got to put it back. And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like hypnotize off that album. And I thought that was a fantastic song, yeah. but and, yeah, I really like that. The groove on that song. Anyway. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for taking this slightly negative thought experiment with me just cause, uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting to, you know, kind of like, you know, with, with bands and stuff, 
especially bands like you know i have my favorite band metallic of all time and if i think about their worst song i'm like you know most people would say something like escape is their worst song which is like was there like for from their second album that was kind of like the most the, the the most blatant attempt they've ever had to like be on the radio at that time uh, um and but even then it's still not a bad song man <laughs> it's, yeah, still, it's yeah. still got some really good stuff in there or um, i think a lot of a lot of bands worst songs you wouldn't even remember really yeah it, that's, that's another it, thing too yeah it came it, on you'd be like oh yeah I, there's a reason i don't remember that i that's but yeah especially these days with newer bands like so many bands like albums don't really mean that much anymore so it's like yeah. Usually if you like a band, you like a lot of their stuff because you they have the singles or small EPs coming out and you tend to list like everything that's coming out cuz that's what you get. So, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, so for our fourth question, um this can be the answer to this can be in whatever fashion you want. It can mean whatever you want. Um so when I when I say this just whatever comes to your first thing in your head in terms of like how to answer this question is perfectly okay. valid. Okay. I'll put it in my own way. Yeah. Um, Jack Kirby or Steve Ditko? Mm, that is tough. Uh, Jack Kirby. Cool, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> Last question. Um, this one is uh, not so much of a, uh, a thinker as more of a, just like a kind of a check-in almost. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being feeling amazing and creatively fulfilled and one being absolutely miserable. What does an average day of making comics rank? You say a six. I dig it. I'm at a six. That's yeah. as real as it, I can be. No, I, 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 and no need to elaborate it's further on that. Above the middle. Yeah. Um, we're saying average day. Average, average. Yeah. Average day. I'm, yeah. Six. Because I, I would hope you have some, you know, eight nines, maybe even some tens in there. But you know, we all, have, we, all, we all have a two or three oh, God, <laughs> that yeah. comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're both rare on on the extreme. So I would say, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think personally, you know, I'm I think I'm kind of at at a four, but that's kind of like uh, my own fault with a lot of things. Um, so yeah, I I could see like six. I think is pretty good. I'd be, to be honest, not, not bad. <laughs> especially, not bad. especially if you're in the middle of a crowdfunding campaign, <laughs> successful or not, yeah. like, well, I'm saying even, yeah. even outside of that. Yeah. I'm purely trying to base it on the actual experience of what I'm doing, uh, how I actually feel about it right now or, or lately. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to really go into too much detail with it, but, I'd say I'm right around there. Usually, that's that's a good question. That's a good question. No, no, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad to hear a six though. I think, I think, you know, if you're at ten all the time, I'd be like, you're lying. <laughs> no, but like, uh, yeah. six, a six, a six feels right. It's like okay, you know, better, better than the middle. Me and, five uh, would be you're sort of indifferent. You just so six is like there's joy there, but it's. I'm also countering in the days that aren't great. So it's falling. It's just falling there, I guess, as of right now. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to and hear. There are, there are other factors making it that. Yeah. 
that I don't want to go into, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it's, yeah. It's, which yeah. I can't complain about. It could be worse. Well, like I, like I said, I think I think six is a very good answer, especially you know knowing how difficult it is to make comics at a times, all the things that come up and go wrong, and just life <laughs> in yeah. general uh, yeah. affecting all that. So no, I like I said, I'm glad to hear a six. I'm glad to hear a six. if you said four or something, I probably would have been like, very good. You know, <laughs> can I can I help do anything to make you feel better? Um, but no, that that's was, awesome. that was that was purely that was. That was from the gut, I want to say. Like, that wasn't... Good, good. I, I was thinking it, and that just... That, that erupted out. It was a six. Six felt right, so... As I get older, I will impart this to everybody. Trust your gut. Yeah. Trust your gut, you know? Yeah. Um, You may not be right all the time, but you'll be right more often than not. <laughs> right, right. Um, so if your gut's feeling that, yeah, good, good, good. All right, man. Thank you for, for taking the plunge and answering these questions. Those weren't, Wildly, bad. Those weren't too bad at all. They, they were not. They were not too bad. They were not too bad. Um, I was like I said. I don't have anything that's like you know real, real like, you know. I I do have some that are that are just like really stupid. Um, since 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 I still have you, do you want to do a bonus one? And sure. I'll pick and I'll sure. pick one that is very dumb. Okay. Um, so we can end on a uh, on a really stupid note. This will um, end up being my favorite one. Well, um. Uh, let's let's hear it um oh god there's two of them here i want to pick oh let me think do you want do you want the one uh that's a lower number or a higher number let's let's give you some uh, some choice lower here number. lower number okay can hamburgers become too complicated yes right right like i i feel like it's it's just been you know, See, this, um, this is not to be my, my, my Ricky, my Mickey Rooney moment at the end of whatever show he was on. Like, you know, hamburgers are way too complicated. These days. And like, it's just, you know, what happened? So, like somewhere on the line, someone's like, we need to elevate hamburgers and start putting a whole bunch of shit on them that don't need to be on there. See, and, that's kind of my, that's my philosophy with like pizza. It's oh, more, even more. Thank you. I'm, I'm thank more you. the, uh pepperoni and leave it alone or mm -hmm. you know I, I just don't like the idea of you know make a choice yeah <laughs> make an actual choice it putting everything that you think is good on it doesn't make it better you, you've made a mess and it's it's weighing down the pizza it's way too heavy it's we're making a pizza not yeah. uh you know not, not, not a, whatever you've just made not a lasagna like this we're not yeah. making some sort of like you know deep pasta dish if you want all that crap on your pizza just make make I it think, something else i think with pizza and hamburgers simple yeah. is better if you need to add all that stuff it's not very good uh, man i am so glad you said all that like i'm not a, <laughs> it, it, like yeah i just I, I love a good hamburger and i mean a hamburger not like you know uh egg and like super crispy fried onions and it's like yeah that stuff's all good you know and yeah. even now like i realize like you know what i actually don't like super thick hamburgers i like a, like a decent like oh same same like maybe a half like maybe if it's like a half inch thick is the absolute thickest like like i'll, uh, I'll yeah, really enjoy I've, it i've actually mm -hmm. found that the uh the thinner the better almost and you get yeah if it's too thin you just add a second one yeah, yeah. Something right, yeah. about that is that's a better move right there. Yeah, I, I think I think I think in our hearts we know this. That's why places like Shake Shack or like Five Guys are like so popular. Yeah, um, simple. I, th 
I think a real return to that for me because there, uh, in the past few years that we've really started going to this chain called Culver's. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been there uh, or if there's one around you. Um, they have really this excellent, excellent burgers, but it's very simple burgers. And, you know, they got the simple ingredients and sure they have a couple of their own little fancier ones, but it's just something, it's just something nice. Like you said, make a choice. Like I want to yes. eat a hamburger. Give me a hamburger, you know, put so. one, two, maybe three toppings at the max. Yeah. And then a sauce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Beyond I mean, that, it's, it's some pickles, just... some lettuce, some, you know, I like, I like red onion in mine. I know red onions, a hot topic with some people. They don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I like a good, I like a good red onion. Um, though I understand if people don't like it, but yeah, just give me something simple. People and... will call this boring, but to me, the perfect thing is cheese. Cheese mm-hmm. doesn't really count to me. No, that, 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 that's cheese. kind of like a, yeah, a base layer. Yeah. Cheese. Um, and then, uh, either pickle and bacon or mm-hmm. lettuce, tomato and bacon. That's it. And then, and then add, you know, ketchup or um, yeah. whatever your sauce is. Russian yeah. dressing. You know, um, you mentioned bacon, and I feel like that kind of should have been the end of it. Like, what else are you going to put on a burger that's better than bacon? Nothing. I've seen, I've seen a find... lot of stuff. I mean, fries. <laughs> well, I I've mean. I've seen people put fries on it. Like, ah, like just... they're on the side. Leave them on the side. Like, if yeah, you want to do it after you get the burger, sure. Like. Do what you got to do. Just like putting chips in a sandwich. Sure. You know, yeah. it, it, but like getting it that way, it's like once, yeah, once like or, no, no other like extra topping on, on a burger is going to beat bacon as like, as just, you know, the ultimate thing, you know, and I'm not talking about condiments or, or vegetables. I'm just saying just yeah, other yeah, thing, yeah. like a fried egg or bacon, you're going to pick bacon. Like definitely. <laughs> I've had the fried egg and it's, it's not bad, but it's, it's just, uh, it becomes too much. Yeah. It becomes too, it becomes too complicated. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to have a burger. I don't want to have to like wipe my hands down. Like I just got done. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, palming a, a yolky egg in my hand. Like, like yeah. I don't, I don't do, I don't do that at breakfast. So I want to the burger. Right <laughs> That's a bad experience. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for taking this extra uh dumb plunge with me. I uh keep calling it dumb, but this is important stuff to our daily lives. Uh, <laughs> we need to figure this stuff out. Yes, yes we do. Yes we do. So, uh, thank you again so much for uh joining in and sticking with me uh as we've uh navigated uh some difficulties recording this episode, but hopefully if you've made it this far, you haven't noticed any any hiccups and I did a great job <laughs> editing. But more often, but most more likely than not, there might be a, a a weird point or two you might have heard, and that's just because we've had a, a couple of difficulties. But that's been par for the course for the podcast these past uh, couple months, and eh, just deal with it, I guess. Um, if you don't like it, uh, you can uh, contact me for a refund and <laughs> and all that. Um, but anyway, I just. Matt, thank you so much for coming. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you on social media, and I'll make sure there's links to all that and the Zoop campaign for Faceless and the Family in the show notes. But uh, let them know now, since they were already in their ear holes. Um, and then also, thanks for having me back on. Anytime, I, I sir. Anytime. But um, they can find me on Instagram at Matt Draws Comics, and Twitter is just my name. Good luck spelling that. Um, and then. Yeah, mainly just check out the Zoop thing. Uh, 
if you're on the fence, now's the time, please. You know, uh, and once the campaign's closed, um, more than likely that's, this could be the, the end of the book. Um, I don't know if I'm getting extra copies or, you know, if a publisher will want it later on or this, there's a good chance that this is the end of it. So if, if you want it, do it now. There you go. Yeah. We're at the end of the campaign. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows if you'll have copies to sell afterwards? Like, don't take that risk. Yeah. There's plenty I, of things to risk I'm in life. This is not it. I really don't think I will because um, this is also my first campaign and I don't know how these things really go. But uh, yeah. So more and, than likely, I, I'd say no, I don't have them. They didn't say that I would. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, it's, it's your independent creator, it's independent book. The upfront support is so immense. Like as as nice it is when people buy things after the fact and all that, upfront is what helps the most. And if there's any chance of like, not to say this is what you're looking for or whatever, but if there's going to be a larger uh, company coming in to say we can further this distribution after the fact, them seeing support now, that's what makes yeah, those decisions. That's what helps that. them figure that out. So do not hesitate. Go check it out and back it digitally, soft cover, what have you. You're not, you, it's, it's, it's a no brainer. You're going to see the pages. You're going to be like, Oh, duh. Yeah. Of course I want to back this book. So go there now, stop listening to me and give, give, give Matt your support because it is going to be more than worth it. Matt, Please thank do. you again. Please do. Thank you again for coming on, sir. Thank you for having me back on. And, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>